Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. the underpowered hour on this week's show we're live from destination defender deep in the heart of texas we're joined by jeff aronson and the full cast of jenna liza and abigail and now here's the show Welcome to the Underpowered Hour. I'm Steve Barris, mild-mannered television executive by day and Land Rover collector by night. You can find out more about our cars and what we're working on at thebarriscollection.com or follow us on Instagram at thebarriscollection. I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Ike Goss. Thank you to everyone joining us today. I own and operate Pangolin 4x4 in Springfield, Oregon, where we live and breathe Land Rovers. Check us out online on Facebook, Instagram at Pangolin 4x4. Let's get started. All right, Ike. Well, welcome to the uh, the back of your rental car on the way to the airport. We uh, we got an Uber operated by Jenna. It's it's uh, it's great. You know, we uh, rode in some Land Rovers yesterday and uh, today. We, uh, we're going to run on some planes. Yeah. We're going uh, to go see some more Land Rovers. Yeah, it's going to be great. So uh, we're just fresh off uh, Destination Defender 23 here in uh, beautiful, I guess it's not Somerville, Texas. What did what did Joey say last night? He said like, uh, she's super Somaville. Somaville, Somaville, Texas. Somaville, Texas. Correct pronunciation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was, uh, it's a neat little, it's a neat little town. Mm-hmm. And there's, um, Oh yeah, we went to a Western uh Western wear store and we got some uh authentic Texas hats. Texas hats. Oh, yep. we're driving by right there. There it is. There it is. There's South Texas Tack. A shout out to uh Brandon at yeah. South Texas Tack. He is the uh hat matter over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, what a what an incredible job he has uh, yeah. shaping and steaming the hats to different styles and stuff. Uh, yeah, really a skilled craftsman. It really is. Yeah, it was it was fun. I have never had the like uh hat steaming process done in front of me. It was it was cool. Is that a euphemism? Yeah. Getting your hat steamed. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. South Texas Tech, get your hat steamed. That's only twenty bucks. It's a pretty good deal. Yeah, but uh but that was fun. That was an interesting uh, adventure. That was at the recommendation of a very good friend of the show and and uh and patron, uh Mr. Bob Steele. Yeah, and what a guy he is. Uh, he is an incredible Land Rover enthusiast, always. Uh, and also a, a Western wear enthusiast. I had no idea. Who knew? Oh, yeah, he, he got all decked out with uh, with fancy new duds. Uh, oh, yeah. Two hats. Two hats. Which I think I saw him at one point wearing both hats. That's the same time. Oh, for sure. And yeah. then uh, a pair of boots as well. A couple of uh, jars of pickle juice later. You know, oh, yeah. He is, he is, he is, uh, yeah. He is renowned for his uh, 
Sunshine pickles. Oh my goodness! And uh, yeah, man, was good. they are they are both good and powerful. Oh yeah, that is a serious. You could easily run a Land Rover on that pickle juice. No question, it'll burn it. Pretty significant. So so let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, Destination Defender. Yeah, so we uh, we arrived here Thursday night, late Thursday night, and uh, we uh, we were lucky enough to uh, find a little uh, Airbnb here uh, in the uh, town of Brenham. Texas, which is just uh, about an hour, not even 45 minutes away from the uh, from the ranch, the Iron Horse Ranch. The, uh, the Iron Horse Ranch is a geographical oddity. Yeah. It is uh, 45 minutes from everywhere. Ooh, from everywhere. Yeah, that is exactly uh, true. But uh, when uh, John Bon Jovi, uh, you know, founded the ranch in 1872, uh, <laughs> that was uh, that was just where he decided <laughs> to put it. And it's a real nice place. It was uh, it was a nice place. Uh, excellent uh, accommodations for an event like this. Uh, you know, they had uh, they had it all. They really did. They they really literally they had, had it all. I can't think of any amenity or activity that they did not have. Yeah, they had uh, they had fly fishing. Yeah, they had uh, ski shooting, giraffe riding. Giraffe did you riding get to do that. Oh no, I didn't. I missed that, that one. Like... Yeah, I did do the uh, gazelle strangling, <laughs> which was fun. What? Which was fun. No, no, seriously, they really had a pretty excellent giant, event. giant slack line over the little lake that, that they was, had. They had yeah. like a daredevils, yeah, slack lining like fifty feet off of this lake, and uh, they had uh, they had an all they had CrossFit, yeah, they had fly fishing, they had uh, skeet shooting, they had off road driving, they had uh, like seventeen musical acts. They had barbecue. They had, uh, yeah. But I mean, some very good barbecue. Actually, they had the Defender Smokehouse. That was and, uh, uh, it was pretty. Was pretty I mean, it was it was over the top. They, yeah, they had a, a electronic drone fireworks show. They did, yes, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, it was, uh, yeah, it was amazing. So we had uh, no less than uh, two panels that our uh, our direct group was responsible for and then uh, if you count Nick Dimbleby's 3 and Michael Bishop's 2 it was a it was a packed weekend unfortunately there was a little bit of rain so they had to sort of pivot on Friday and move all of the sessions to Saturday uh, underneath a, a little uh, sort of veranda and that was great that worked out you know lots of people were interested uh, the uh, sessions were all full those will those will be in uh, future podcast episodes Ike and I, along with our good friend Michael Bishop and our our new good friend uh, Laura, we we did a uh, conversation um, all about uh, the the first off the line fiftieth anniversary uh, Land Rover Defender ninety, sometimes also referred to as the uh, Diamond Edition. Yes, that was a little bit interesting. I believe that was because it was commissioned by David Lee Roth, right? As the Diamond Diamond David edition. Uh, I thought it was Ted DiBiase. Oh, Ted DiBiase. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It was uh, it was interesting. A little uh, footnote in Land Rover history that I was not previously aware of, but uh, a uh, Land Rover engineer had found this uh, first off NES. Defender 90 Special Edition, and yeah. uh, she's had it ever since. She brought it out to, was enough to loan it to the event, and they yeah. had it parked alongside uh, some other both new and historic vehicles, the Rudamaya 110, yeah. a uh, Gendarme 80-inch um, uh, from yeah. Belgium that was restored by the Reborn program. Yeah, it was a, that was mm -hmm. a nice-looking car. And of course, the Eclipse yes. Rebel 130 
that had recently uh, competed uh, down there in Southern California. Yeah, that's right. No, and we're looking looking real good up there on top of the hill. And uh... they had uh, Camel Trophy veterans. They had yeah. photography uh, uh, workshops. They had a cooking outdoor cooking yeah. workshops. Yeah. They had there was all there was cooking going on everywhere. I yeah. mean, there was a, there was utility vehicles full of stoves that just kept moving around the property and, yep. and they'd pop them up and cook stuff. Cook stuff yeah. And, yeah. It was, uh, there was a whole cooking thing down by the camping area. Yeah. We got some great footage there with the, uh, outdoor chefs and, uh, oh man, they made a, a ginger apple cider. Holy moly. Yeah. And, and uh, the place where they made the ginger apple cider was not the, uh, cooking, the outdoor cooking place that I was referring to. There oh. was an, another one another that one. you didn't see that oh we got, God. we met our good friend. Jeff Aronson, who was also uh, there for yeah. the event. Yep. Uh, he is still lost in the woods looking he, for his iPad. Looking for his iPad. In fact, it's, it's if a you perfect... see it, you see it. If you see Let it, Jeff please, know. please yeah. call Jeff Aronson. In fact, this is a uh, perfect time to uh, throw to our uh, field correspondent, uh, Liza and Abigail, who are, are still at the event. We abandoned them. And we have another Land Rover event to go to. It's a stacked weekend here, yep. and uh, I believe uh, I believe they found Jeff Aronson. Oh, so uh, we'll uh, let's uh, let's throw it over to Eliza and Jeff Aronson, uh, still at Destination Defender. Let's see if he's found that iPad. Thanks, Ike and Steve. I am here at Destination Defender with none other than the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> our very favorite, Jeff Aronson. Editor-in-chief of Rovers Magazine and longtime friend of the show. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Liz. It's wonderful to be here. Thank yeah. you so much. We're yeah. sitting in front of the fire. We're out here surrounded by really awesome defenders here in Texas. So how was your weekend? So the weekend for me has been nothing short of extraordinary. I love that. Uh, they really, it has been. First off, one of the big pluses for this event was working with JLR with Land Rover to actually embrace the enthusiast community here in Texas. Yes. Fortunately for me, the Texas Rovers Club and their um, organization have been really generous with support and enthusiasm for both the magazine and letting us come to their events and cover them for the event. I love that. I mean, as you know, I moderated a panel yesterday with Laura Shackley yes. and uh, Sarah, Sarah Caldwell, Caldwell yeah. who yeah. both are very involved in SCAR and, and their local clubs. And, and they've done amazing work. They really have. Really like growing their enthusiast club here in Texas. Right. And one of the pluses for this event, which I don't know that was intentional for Land Rover, but they actually finally got to meet and not at just the dealer level, but at this corporate level, these enthusiasts who yeah. populated the camping grounds, yeah. who were enjoying all of the activities that they put together for it. Yeah. So to know that somehow the readers of the magazine have had an opportunity to connect with Land Rover and vice versa. Yeah. That Jaguar Land Rover, it is very much so. Two-way trail, maybe. Yeah, two-way trail. We're in Texas after all, right? <laughs> Now, and this venue, this venue is, you know, a market improvement over last year. This venue is massive, maybe, so, maybe almost too big. It did feel a little bit like 
it was impossible to do it all and to see it all this weekend. That's the challenge. This is a, a stunning, what, 2,400 acres of property. It's spectacular. It is. But you don't, unless you actively go find people, you don't see them. Yeah. And one of the advantages for last year's event, from my perspective, was that we were all the central camping area is, was surrounded by all the activities. Right. So you got to see everyone and everyone with a newer Defender model or a newer Land Rover model got to actually see the heritage vehicles. Right. And right. be around those folks. Intermixed. Yes. It felt here like, I mean, for me, I had a very busy itinerary this right. weekend. I had a lot of people I needed to talk to, sessions that I was attending, content we were creating. I struggled to get out to a lot of the peripheral areas. I didn't get to see a lot of the really neat activities that they had going on. I know we sent our production assistants out there. Ike and Steve covered a lot of it, but I really ended up kind of staying in this main central yeah, area yeah. all weekend, which, uh, you know, like you say, double-edged sword. Yes, yes, beautiful venue. So great to have but almost so spread out that it was hard to see everybody it was. to see. In fact, I know that when I told uh, through social media, when I said I was going to be here, some readers reached out to me. Yeah. It's, oh, great. We, we've never met, and I'd love to see. Well, we had to really stretch to make sure we yeah, could meet you, together. You, you and it was paths. it was almost like one of these Cold War movies, spy <laughs> movies, where the spies meet in the park. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Here's your land Exactly. Right. Surreptitiously. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Well, it's been a really exciting weekend and there has been a ton going on. But last night there was the Defender Service Awards and you and I have talked at length about these awards in the past. We both attended last year um, and then we were here last night. What were your impressions of the awards? So it is a, such a moving event. And I happen to sit on some nonprofit boards mm -hmm. uh, in Maine where I live and the island where I live. And I recognize what it would mean to simply be a finalist and get X thousands of dollars yeah. from my organization. And all I had to do was sit at a dinner, yeah. create a video, sit at a dinner, really incredible. and people and are handing me checks. opportunity to vote for you, right? <laughs> yeah, like right. No, this is, is no real. small task. It is and not. the organizations that won the, their defenders last night, the common thread that I noticed through all of them was that they had tremendous community support. They asked the community to vote for them. And they came out in spades and they had twice as many votes for the About awards. 400,000 votes last year. overall. Yeah. Yeah. It was extraordinary. But to know what it meant to some of the organizations. Now, we had the good fortune that Land Rover invited uh, representatives of those groups to come to the media sessions. So we got oh, to good. talk to the actual finalists. Oh, that's amazing. And when I realized, first off, I'm I'm vain enough to think that being editor of Rover's Magazine matters, right? It matters to me, <laughs> Thank Jeff. It you matters us. to Thank us you. and it matters to the underpowered our community. But when I'm listening, I'm meeting these folks and you realize what they are doing yeah. as organizations. Man, are we insignificant. Oh, I mean, these people are making genuine emotional impact and yeah. valuable community impact. Lives. That was yeah. the thing that stood out to me last night was realizing like this Defender 130 that this organization is getting plus the cash that the sponsors yeah. are providing them is going to genuinely save human lives. And that is amazing. That, yeah. that was really inspiring. I agree. I'm a wilderness EMT. Yes, you and, are. And uh, so I look at these search and rescues and I really want to cheer them on because they are doing stuff on a much larger scale. But this is the other interesting aspect. When I listen to 
the organizations, the descriptions of them. Yeah. While some of them cover big territories, they're not big groups. Mostly they're very local. Exactly. And they're making this huge impact at this very, very small local level. And whenever you have that, you take out this bureaucratic level of managing the business. And you know that that money is going directly to these people living in these communities. Horrifically, on occasion, you hear of the larger service organizations being um, involved in some kind of financial scandal or whatever. Exactly. And, you know, so somebody at a bureaucratic level has taken more money than they should. Right, right, right. But this is not what these are one staff person organizations. Everyone else is a volunteer. And there's one paid person making yeah. sure taxes get filed properly. At yeah, and that's about it. You and know, not making very much money. But so the people yeah. who are on the ground making these things yeah. happen. I mean, the benefit to those are I, I like you. I have served on many, many nonprofit yeah. boards and I know how significant a gift like this could be. And one of the things I thought was really cool was they had a new award last night where they gave. Yes organizations who were runners up last year another shot at it they said we had so many good applicants last year we want to give them one more kick at the can and it was sort of a redemption yes the guy who the guy who went up and accepted (laughs) the award for his organization said like at least this time i'll go home and be welcomed (laughs) (laughs) that was very clever yeah that That was was very clever and I, i will also say that at times i've certainly been guilty of uh, telling Land uh, Jaguar Land Rover, why can't I get a press vehicle at, at the moment I want it? <laughs> right. Why? Because right. if you have an extra Defender 130, you know what? It should really go to somebody <laughs> significant, <laughs> doing something significant with it, for sure. than giving me a ride somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean, what a what a great thing. I I think the Defender Service Awards. This is the third year they're doing it, and I think it is growing into a really really neat program that I know they want to continue to put. A lot of I certainly behind. hope so, because yeah. this is one of the greatest things that the corporation has done. And it does it in a manner, not just to those of us who are, you know, singers in the choir for right, Landover. Right, right. We, we've already got ours. But if you can actually make an impact, this is a very small company, Jaguar Landover, in yeah. the U.S. Yeah. I mean, not in its impact. But in its actual physical size, Absolutely. we all know the people who do all this work Absolutely. and farm it out or whatever. So to do something so impactful yeah. and to do it in a Land Rover way, which to me means we're not humanitarian, humanitarian and we're not asking for uh, lots of accolades from the national press or anything. We're going to do it within the community, right. within the Land Rover right. community. Kind of grassroots. And, yes. Yeah. And bring it together that way. Yeah. That's an extraordinary step for any corporation to do. Most of them want to pat themselves on the back very loudly for doing the most modest things. You are giving people who absolutely need these vehicles for life-saving, whether for people or animals, you're actually giving them a defender. And And you're reaching all sorts of small communities in the U.S. and in Canada, respecting that they are JLR North America. Yes. There were several Canadian yeah, there were two Canadian winners. Organizations yeah. last Great. Night. Thank you, Abigail. Yeah, yeah. really fantastic to see uh, how they got their communities behind them. Really fantastic thing. I, I'm excited to see, you know, as this uh, program continues to develop and more sponsors get on board, how they can grow it. It's going to be great. Um, 
And the last thing is, it's interesting, you know, there still aren't that many dealerships relative to the automotive the, world. The local dealers here in Texas yeah. really stepped up. They did. They st This is one of the great things about the Texas Rovers Club experience is that the dealer network has by and large been very, very supportive of them. Right. Whereas in other places, largely where the dealerships seem to be owned by one of the, some of the national publicly traded corporations, right. they're less so. Right. But here, the dealers really get behind the enthusiast community. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they came to the table and they pooled and they matched some of the other cash yes. yeah. donations that were going to the runners up. Right. And they doubled the amount of money that the runners up were getting. So, you know, if I were one of those runners up, I'm sad I didn't get a 130. But wow, I got twice as much money as I thought I was. And when I go back to my board of directors, I'm going to get some applause. That's phenomenal. Yeah. So I have been hearing rumors this weekend that maybe Destination Defender is destined to always move around the country, or maybe they're going to look at finding a permanent home for this event. What do you think Land Rover should do going forward with this event? Do you think it's better? to move it into different markets to access more of the enthusiasts? Or do you think finding a dedicated place and establishing a home for it would benefit this event? I think the event should travel. I do too. Just like it does. Um, as long as they ask me to come. <laughs> <laughs> every, every location they choose is going to be wonderful. I know right. that. But I think it should travel because that is the way to actually spread that feeling of connection of Land Rover's mission, which is yeah. not just to provide me with a commuter car, right. but to actually do something significant, like right. Richard Hammond always says. Yeah. Uh, Land Rover, he would always say, Land Rover would never be available to get an award because it's always busy doing something yeah. and doing yeah, something yeah, yeah. significant. Yeah. So I think it should, without question, travel. I would hope it goes out to the West Coast. I would assume that's the next I stop. I hope so, too. Yeah. That'd be great for me. Yes. And that'd be great for the underpowered team since we're all West Coast. Based. Right, right. But I think there is an opportunity. You know, we were in upstate New York yes. last year, yeah. Texas this year. I'd love to see it on the West Coast. I think it could do really well somewhere in the Midwest, maybe Illinois, yes. Indiana kind of area. Maybe send it out to the Carolinas one year. Maybe try to get up to New England one year. Like Ta-da! That's exactly where <laughs> we should be. Course. In Maine. Just let me get on a ferry <laughs> and I'll arrive. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for your input. As Thank always, you, you're a luminary one... within <laughs> this community. We love you. And uh, yeah, we have uh, we we always have a great time at these we, events. Yeah. It's great to see you. It was great to see Steve and Ike. And good to know they're covering the shenanigans, as you, you said. Know, yeah, because they're always involved with it. And kudos to the Underpowered Hour. You you really need to know that you have an extraordinary connection with enthusiasts. Lots and lots of New England enthusiasts okay. listen to you while they work. Well, really I'm sorry do. for them, but, <laughs> you know, they keep coming back for more. So we we'll will. Keep making we it. always will. Great. Well, thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Really great to have yeah, you this All right. Good morning. to see you, too. Thank you, Liza. All right. Well, man, it's uh, I love that. Uh, I love that man so much. I, I can't even tell you, you know, yeah. no, I he's just he's just a wonderful person and he's got a, a wonderful accent. He does. Yes. But, uh, it is. Uh, it's hard to imagine a Land Rover event without him. No, I was able to get him to say "yow" one time. Oh, one time. Oh. Yeah, it's a, the uh, the Texas yeah. uh, collective you and also the uh, Boy. East Coast accent combination. Oh my gosh, it was a thing of beauty. Yeah, <laughs> just just something to be witnessed. <laughs> and really, uh, you know, but yeah, you know, lots of Land Rover, uh, you know, celebrities here. Like uh, we said, uh, Dimbleby is here from the UK. Michael Bishop. 
is here from the UK. They're all traveling with us secretly uh, to another Land Rover event. Uh, don't tell JLR. So they've all squirreled away. But And uh, one thing that we'll, uh, we'll have to touch on a little bit is, of course, the Defender Service Awards. <laughs> the dinner was uh, last evening, and they had the, the uh, musical act. Fitz and the tantrums. Yes, Fitz and his tantrums were there. And they uh, is it is which one is Fitz? Uh, we, was it we, the girl? Was it the guy? We, was it? We couldn't establish. Yeah, that. we didn't know. They could all be Fitz, and they could all be tantrums. Oh my goodness! I do awesome. like the keyboard player to me, reminiscent of a young Nicholas Cage. I uh, I like the saxophone player, which yeah. I think was actually Joe Pesci. Could it be Joe Pesci? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and they uh, they uh, they played for the Defender Service Awards. They uh, did to sort of warm up that crowd. Speaking of world champion CrossFits, uh, Ike did in fact engage in uh, some of the uh, CrossFit activities. I, I participated in the uh, the CrossFit challenge. Uh, yeah. Uh, really, I'm the people's champion. You really are. Yeah. I mean, I think. you were handily beat by uh, Jenna with no, like very little effort, but uh, it might have been stacked against but, you. But I, I definitely had the crowd on my you side. You had the crowd on your side. I the had people, the crowd on my side. People's champion. And you, uh, you held the record for burpees. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Which still stands. Still to this stands. Day. Yes, to this day, uh, one, uh, and it's because no one else tried it. And, but congratulations! You know, it's something to be proud of. Less, uh, you know, he did a he did a great great showing. I'm sure everyone at the fitness tent uh, appreciated. Uh, still talking about it. I'm sure they I are. I saw I saw me on their Instagram. That's right. Yep. Absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah it was cool and. Uh, we also went, uh, we did some slacklining. I did some demonstration of his uh, slacklining prowess. I did a, I, I did a, a demonstration, a talk about slacklining. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Taught some people to slackline. Yeah. Jenna I, also did some uh, slacklining. I and, gave uh, the professional slackliners a few pointers. Pointers. Yeah, yeah. Just sort of how to, kind of how to do it. Yeah. You know, better. Better. Yeah, exactly. Better. Yeah. It was, uh, it was great. Yeah. Eliza and Jenna did a team slackline where Jenna walked on the slackline and Eliza helped Jenna. So that no one, uh, no one uh, died, uh, which is good. You know, safety third. Smart. That's our, Smart. That's our motto. But uh, yeah, no, it was a great event. And, uh, you know, looking forward to next year. I think that, uh, you know, when you hear about this event, uh, you should absolutely sign up and, and come out. It is a wonderfully produced event, really high end, uh, lots of great stuff to do. Yeah, if you've ever been to a festival, you know, and uh, you've been a little disappointed with the food or disappointed with some of the amenities, uh, you, know, uh, you come out here and you're like, wow, this is a next level yeah. of event. They've, everything's, everything's nice. you know. Yeah, everything is nice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what they were doing with us there, but. Uh, no, 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 yeah. no. It was a mistake to have us. And, that was the, really uh, the only uh, fault yeah, of the whole thing. That was. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, and I, I mean, they tri quickly tried to correct, but uh, it was too late. <laughs> It's too late. Once we, uh, we're like a tick. We're like a lone star tick. Yeah. Once we dig in there, uh, there's no getting us out. So, well, let's uh, let's see what we've got on tap for for next time. I'm uh, yeah, looking forward to I'm seeing some more Land Rovers and uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, I think you know what are we coming back to Texas next week for? I I couldn't say. Yeah, I couldn't say. But just, we'll be here. Yeah, weekends in Texas. That's, oh, uh, uh, we gotta get uh, we gotta get spring hats. Oh yeah. That's right. Yeah, we got to get a new, a whole whole set, you know, the whole, the Bob Steele set of uh, cowboy a hats. New, a new wardrobe. Yeah. Well, we got a plane to catch. We do. We're, we're heading out. So uh, we'll uh, talk to you next week and uh, yeah, travel safe. See you on the trail. 
The Underpowered Hour is produced by Liza Barris, Ike Goss, and me, Steve Barris. Pavel Svartov composed and performed our theme music. Consider supporting the show on Patreon, and if you already do, thank you. Your support makes the show possible. For even more, check out our Instagram or Facebook.